Hello and welcome to episode 19 of yeah. Insanely Criminal. I'm Jen. I'm Ali. And we are exhausted again. Woo! Also, Ali's been in her pajamas all day. I'm just going to out her for that. Thanks for <laughs> shaming me. Shame. Well, it is a Friday. We don't usually record on a Friday. But it's been a long week and I don't want to do anything tomorrow night. Oh, we did say we were going to watch a film tomorrow. Are you ready for the bony, bony? The bony <laughs> The bony app that Ali wants to do. Uh, she just likes to put more work onto me, to be honest, as if I haven't got enough to do. <laughs> but has anything happened this week? Anything we're talking about? The inauguration. Um, the inauguration. It looked like the Hunger Games. It did look like the Hunger Games, actually. Uh, yeah, that happened. Uh, Donald Trump wasn't there. That was a big shame. I wish he had have gone. I did want it to pop off a little Be bit. Be there just like sulking in the back. Yeah, I wanted it. It's like, what a big loser. Uh, I've seen people sharing photos of Donald Trump and his wife on Facebook being like, oh, this photo is just unshareable. I'm like, so have you shared this? <laughs> Apparently, it will cause outrage to the left if they see one picture of Melania Trump or Donald Trump. It won't. We will just. Laugh. Where are they gonna go? Where are they gonna live? Florida. Can we go back to Slovenia? Go no, back. To they Slovenia never lives. lived in Slovenia. They've gone back to Florida. He's got like back a res- to Florida. Yeah, he's got like a resort in Florida, isn't he? With like a big golf course. Oh God. The bumbling idiot that he is. Uh yeah, that happened. Did we talk about the Capitol riots? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, do we think Joe Biden is going to do a good job? That is the... Yes. Yes. Because he's done more for the country in eight hours. Equality-wise, equality yeah, he has. Yeah. And he's, like, reversed that quote-unquote Muslim travel ban. Yeah. Uh, stopping work on the wall. Mm-hmm. And he stopped the oil drilling in the Arctic. Yeah. And he's put the law back in that transgender students can go to the right bathrooms and locker rooms. Yeah, and they can join the military again. Mm-hmm. Uh, rejoined the World Health Organization. <laughs> I actually couldn't believe it when Trump was like, no, I don't want any part of this anymore. The World Health Organization. <laughs> ah, I just cannot... Ah, uh, hate it. I think he's going on trial next week, though, isn't he? Uh, Donald Trump. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, I don't think anything will come of that. Uh, there was rumour that his last few hours of office, he was going to pardon Joe Exotic and get him out of prison. And Joe Exotic and his lawyers were so confident that they had bought a limo, well, hired a limo, ready to pick him up from prison. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he didn't get pardoned. Uh, <laughs> shame. <laughs> didn't Donald Trump have, like, a Diet Coke Oh, the button. Diet Coke button! I saw yeah. that today! <laughs> yeah, the Diet Coke button, so a butler would come to him with the Diet Coke. <clears throat> I need one of them next to my bed. Out of all the drinks, well, he picked Diet Coke. He is uh, the kind of person who would survive on a diet of Diet Coke and burgers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, like, shrimp. 
Oh, I love shrimp. Shrimp's too healthy for Donald Trump. I think he just, he's got like an Elvis Presley uh, diet. I also... Burgers and <laughs> grease. Yeah, I saw a video and it was, I bet the, like the, what are they called? The cooks. Chefs. The chefs <laughs> in the White House are finally glad that they can season their food once more. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently, like, the Donald Trump food in his restaurant or whatever was, like, horrible. I can imagine. He's got no taste anyway, no. so. I mean, he's Donald Trump. Mm. I hope his wife divorces him. I wouldn't be surprised. I think she might. Uh, yeah. I, oh, God, how desperate would you have to be to stay with that man? He's bringing nothing to the table unless he's got, like, a big one. But... I, that's the only thing I could imagine that he would have that would be of any use. Jesus but I bet that he hasn't. I bet it is no. as small as his hands. He does have very small hands. He drinks like this. Yeah. Two hands. <laughs> and like pours it into his mouth. Doesn't yeah. like put his lips by it. His mouth makes me feel physically sick. You know when you mm. look at his mouth, the way his lips move? Yeah, he's like, ugh. I mean... Makes you physically cringe. It could put me off men. His mouth. And he's drinking like Donald Trump. <laughs> so anyway, enough of our Donald Trump bashing. Uh, this week, we're talking about poltergeists and all-round spooky, spooky shit. Ooh. <laughs> um so yeah first we have three tales two one is from the uk one is from the us with a bit of a twist and one is my own personal experience <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> the people need to hear ali the people need to hear do they though yeah because it completely counteracts the first two stories okay so, are we ready to hear about poltergeists? So, it was August 1977 when Peggy Hodgson, a single mother from Enfield, North London, phoned the police after claiming that two of her four children heard knocking sounds coming from the inside of the walls and that furniture was moving around their home. How do you feel just hearing that? I mean... I don't like the knocking. Yeah. If the table lifted up now, that would bother me less than someone knocking inside my walls. Yeah. <laughs> Peggy Margaret, age 13, in 1977, obviously, she's not still 13, and Janet, aged 11, told police when they arrived that they had also seen a chair wobble and slide by itself. How does that make you feel? Are you going to say this after every sentence? How does it make you feel? <laughs> there were later claims of loud, disembodied voices, thrown toys, chairs turned over, and children levitating. Like her children? Or? Yeah. It was Janet and Margaret that seemed to have been levitating. How? Well, we'll find out. In a period of 18 months, several neighbours, journalists and psychic researchers also claimed that they saw furniture moving of its own accord, 
objects being thrown across the rooms of the house. And they too also claimed that the children were in fact levitating. So, I mean, <clears throat> imagine going around Peggy Hodgson's house, I don't know, have you got a cup of sugar to borrow me? And her kids are just floating around the house. Be a bit Mary Poppins. Yeah. Or you'd wonder if you'd taken acid that morning. So, if you have a poltergeist, I, you know, there's not much the police can do. How do you arrest a poltergeist? You, you can't. Exactly, you cannot. So, instead, members of the Society for Psychical... Psychical? Psychical. <laughs> Psychical Research were brought in. And their names were Maurice Gross and Guy Lyon Playfair. Ooh, nice names. They were absolutely convinced that there was a poltergeist in the Enfield home. But they also wondered if maybe the two young girls were just playing tricks. What? A video recorder and also a voice recorder <clears throat> were placed in rooms to try and catch the acts of the poltergeist. In one video, Janet could be seen bending spoons by herself and was also banging a broom handle against the walls. You don't look impressed about that? <laughs> well, well, no. Well, they've just caught her banging on the walls. Janet did claim that she was possessed by a man named Bill. And there is voice recordings of this gruff male voice that comes out of her mouth. I hate it. It's probably on YouTube. I don't want to hear it ever again. Janet said that Bill had a habit of changing the topic during conversation, which is also a trait that Janet possessed. Janet and Margaret did eventually admit that they were pranking journalists. However, Gross and Playfair pled with the girls to retract this confession to make themselves look believable. So how would you feel seeing an 11 year old girl speak with a gruff man's voice? Um, wouldn't be awfully happy about it. Uh, do you want to hear it? Or? No. <laughs> No, no. So I first heard it. There was some kind of documentary or something. I think I was quite young. It was like early 90s. I think I I've heard it. Uh, it's horrific. And I was quite a naive child. And so oh, everything I saw on TV was real. And uh, I listened to it. I was like, oh my God. And I cried. I was like, <laughs> this is going to happen to me. <laughs> it's not It's not a nice voice. So Janet's Bill voice, I'm going to call it. So that was also deemed to be a prank played by the young girl and she was performing vocal tricks with her voice. There is also a photo which also used to terrify me when I was younger. <laughs> I hate it. I'll find it for you. Um... It was a photo of Janet seemingly levitating above her bed. And this was also deemed to be staged. And it feels important to note that Janet was actually a gymnast. Um. 
Therefore, the photo of her quote-unquote levitating was merely her jumping off the bed. <laughs> Hated that picture. I can, It's like still in my mind. So there we go. There's our hoax poltergeist. Okay. It was a complete hoax. Um, I think the two researchers that came in did say that there was some kind of presence in the house. Mm-hmm. But the levitating it was yeah. just a trick and uh everything else it was just the girls messing about oh they were just bored so shall we how move would on? they how would they levitate well they were um they weren't levitating well i don't know about the levitating there's nothing mm. out there to dispel it but clearly people were just lying about it. It's like... Like, how would you pull that off? Well, the, the picture of her, like, levitating off the bed, if you ever see it, you can tell, if you're an, if you're a sane person like I was not, that it is just somebody like that jumping off a bed and a picture has been taken at perfect moments to make it look oh. like she's floating. Oh. Uh, but I used to hate that photo. I absolutely hate it. It was terrifying. But uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm assuming people were just lying about it and going along with it. Yeah. So to me, this was all for media attention. I don't think it's anything I would ever lie about. Like, no. who wants to come over and see my table floating in the air? Look, this is my daughter, Janet. Look, she's <laughs> levitating. <laughs> Do your bill voice. Do your bill voice. Come <laughs> on, perform. <laughs> the bill voice is absolutely vile. I hate uh. it. Because she had quite a sweet voice, and it mm-hmm. turns as like really old man voice, but it's uh. like really demonic. It is horrific, and I hate it. <laughs> and I hadn't long seen The Exorcist. Before oh no! It. So that I had to watch on the sly. I think when I was about ten or eleven. Why would you watch The Exorcist when you were ten? Uh, maybe about eleven. It was why on late. Would... It was on late at night, and I was like, why everyone's talking about it, so I'm gonna watch it. Uh, it's scary when you're a kid. Uh, but it's not scary when you're an, when you're an adult. You probably wouldn't find it scary if you can watch it wow. with that disgusting. It clown. took me a while to get used to it. There's still two. Did th- it? There's still two bits that I have to skip because I cannot stand it. So why watch it? Because I have a mental attachment to those children. <sighs> Wow. That sounds that sounds really bad. Okay, maybe we're gonna be writing a podcast about no. Ali in the future. <laughs> no, no, I know what you mean. So, shall we move on to the second tale with a twist? Okay, a little twist. So this is the story of Tina Resch and the Columbus Poltergeist. That's what it was named. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So Tina Resch is the adopted daughter of Joan and John. And her adoptive parents were well known in Columbus after being foster parents to almost 250 children. Yikes. How many children? 250, so they'd fostered 250. Oh, I, I, we meant actual parents. No, like no, give, were... giving birth parents. Jeez, you could never have 250 would... babies. <laughs> that wouldn't in even... In a lifetime. That's a lot of kids, Sally. <laughs> Like, that wouldn't be possible. No. 
So when Tina was 14, she decided to watch the film Poltergeist. Oh. I have also seen that and it scared me. Shortly after this, the Rash family reported seeing objects fly around their home. Hmm, how timely. A reporter from the Columbus Dispatch and photographer Fred Shannon asked the family if they could assist them in the phenomenon happening in their home. They eventually interviewed Tina and published photos in the Columbus Dispatch of a telephone flying through the air of the Resch home. All right, all right. This is normal. (laughs) So, William Roll... William Roll. Roll. Love the name. Is a parapsychologist. He stayed at the Resch home to see if he could investigate the case further. He reported that he did see evidence of spontaneous psychokinesis, although he never saw anything move through the air. He did witness pictures falling from the walls. So... The funny thing is about this picture falling off the wall thing. It happened after Tina had been left alone in a room, I think, for like half an hour. And then these pictures suddenly just started falling off the wall. So I would say maybe she did something. What? Don't give the game away. (laughs) (laughs) So the poltergeist in the Resch home Uh, did start getting some media attention and a TV crew was let into the home. They left a camera rolling in the home and saw Tina knock over a lamp and then scream as if she had been (laughs) spooked by something. (laughs) You can just imagine, like, the camera, like, get down and... (gasps) Everyone running in. Oh, my God, it's the damn poltergeist, that Columbus poltergeist. Tina later claimed that she only did it so that the reporters would leave. Well, why would that make them leave? That would make me stay. More and more evidence came to light when photos showed Tina's foot against a sofa that was apparently moving by itself. And also a photo frame, which she claimed smashed in her hands. And it had already been smashed before she picked it up. Imagine like, oh my god, look at my powers. I'm just smashing glass in my hands. Oh like, no. So the poltergeist was obviously, thanks to Ali, deemed to be a hoax. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> and it was a prank played on the media by a teenage girl. So yet again, another prank. Yeah. Two pranks. But the twist What's to the this twist? story. So, later in life, uh, Tina changed her name to Christina Boyer. She married and divorced twice and had a daughter named Amber. In 1992, Amber was found to have been beaten to death. Tina and her boyfriend, David Herrin, were quickly arrested for this crime, although it was deemed that maybe Tina had not been home at the time and had instead left Amber in the care of Herrin. Amber's official cause of death was blunt force trauma to the head and Tina and Herring blamed each other for the injuries. In 1994, Tina agreed to a plea bargain. However, she received life plus 20 years without the possibility of parole. 
and Tina currently sits out her days in Pulaski State Prison in Hawkinsville, Georgia. Okay. So that is a twist to that tale. <clears throat> All right, then. So we've seen two hoaxes. Um, Ali desperately wanted me to cover another one that we found about a talking mongoose uh, <laughs> that was apparently possessed, but apparently it was just the mongoose's owner. What that is was, a mongoose? Uh, some kind of weasel. I don't even know. What's a mongoose? Oh. And uh, she was like basically using this thing as a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> Jesus. It was called Jeff the Talking Mongoose. Uh-huh. Mongoose. <laughs> mongoose. Oh, it's pretty cute actually. Let me see. Get him. Oh, oh, that one isn't. Get it away from no, me that now. that one Move is. It. I don't like it. I don't like scary. No, one. that mongoose is. That looks like me. That one isn't. So, we've Ooh. now seen two hoaxes of poltergeists. Okay, so how are you feeling? Do you think poltergeists are real? No. Okay, so shall we move on to my personal oh, story? <laughs> so, before I we recorded this tonight, I was on a video call with my mum and my brother, and we were talking about things like that. And my mum also said, yeah, that's pretty much happened to me there too. And my brother said basically the same thing. (laughs) So it's not just me. I am not on the verge of a mental breakdown. So are we ready? Yeah, let's go. So if you listen to the podcast, (laughs) or if you follow us on Instagram, or if you've listened to our friends on the Weekly Creep podcast who covered this tale but a bit with a bit more length uh maybe you'll know that i am pretty familiar with the true happenings of ghosts poltergeists and all around spooky shit <laughs> oh you and your like sixth sense or whatever oh yeah my esp <laughs> but spooky stuff happens to me all the time i put a picture up on instagram the other day our bathroom window uh, there's a handprint on there. It's much bigger than my hand. It's much bigger than Ali's hand, and it's much bigger than my son's hand. And it scared me. So I took a picture, and I put it on Instagram. And a few people messaged me saying, "This has happened in my house too, and it really freaks me out." So anyway, I wiped it away. I got out of the shower earlier. Guess what was on the window? The handprint. <clears throat> it was back. So. To me, it is a ghost. Something is haunting me again. So it's just always been there. Uh, it hasn't. I've wiped it away and it's back again. I don't like it. <laughs> so my mum and my stepdad own a pub in a town we live in. I thought it was built in the 1700s. But my stepdad said it's the 1500s. Oh, so it's old, old. Oh, yeah, it's like super old. And I think it used to be some kind of chapel or a church. It was like used for something religious. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> and that's about all I know, to be honest, about the pub. I don't know. Uh, maybe people have told me more, but maybe I don't listen. So my family have owned this pub since I was about 14 that's a long time, isn't it? <laughs> and I have seen so many things there that 
some people think I'm just lying, but I'm really not. So me and my brother saw a ghost there on the first day that my mum and stepdad moved in. Uh, and my brother told me before that it was a ghost cat. And, I'm, and I saw a man there as well. And we both were like, oh my God, it was terrifying. Have you ever seen anything there? No. Oh my God. You are so lucky. So it's like, I forgot about it though for a few years. But even when I lived down the road from where we live now, there was a ghost there at the top of the stairs. It was like an old woman. And I see it all the time. And everyone thought I was lying. I was like, but it's true. Probably because I was a lying child. <laughs> but it was true. And yeah, so anyway. So I worked in the pub for quite some time. And here's a couple of things that I've seen and that have happened to me. It might try and I don't know maybe dispel the fact that ghosts and poltergeists are just hoaxes so I used to see the same ghost walking past me like by the bar and it was so realistic that I sometimes used to think it was real I'd go hi and then realize oh shit there's no one here but me and I didn't like it. I made someone stay there with me once for an hour because I'd seen it and it was really scary. <laughs> so, uh, I did see a ghost dog too and I was not mad about that. Oh, I'd oh. love if there was a dog going in this house. I wouldn't want a dog ghost in this house. I would. No. You just sometimes see a dog and be like, oh, hi. Oh, it's bad enough with the cat. <laughs> So here's some creepy things that have happened to me in the pub that Ali's probably going to think, we've heard this before. <laughs> mm -hmm. But have you? But have you? Probably. <laughs> yeah, you probably have. <laughs> so one day I was walking down the hallway to go to the cellar through the back door when I was suddenly freezing icy cold and I saw something black in the corner of my eye and I was thrown against a wall. Maybe about a metre, like just completely like thrown. My hands were up against the wall and I had this really bad ringing in my ear. It was like a piercing pain. And then when I kind of looked, had the courage to look, this black mist just disappeared. How are you feeling about that? Uneasy? I don't know. You've told me multiple <laughs> times. The effect's kind of worn off now. <laughs> so nobody actually believed me that this happened, but I can assure you that it did. And I hate walking down that hallway. I really hate it. I have to put a torch on on my phone. I hate it. So second spooky thing and possibly one of the scariest things that's ever happened to me was I was looking after the pub because my mum and my stepdad were on holiday and I went up and was already anxious about someone breaking in so I did find it hard to sleep but I was lying in bed and I heard heavy footsteps coming up the wooden stairs and they're quite hollow sounding stairs to go up to the top aren't they? Mm. So I heard that 
and I was adamant that we were about to be robbed or I was about to be killed. So I jumped out of bed and I grabbed something heavy. Then I heard loud knocks on the bedroom door and I was absolutely shitting myself. Especially when I saw the shadow of two feet under the door and I finally hyped myself up to open the door and kill whoever was there. And it was that black, that misty cloud thing again and it disappeared. Nice. Well, I didn't like it. <laughs> so I told my mum this story and she said she had seen the black cloud too and assumed it was my stepfather playing pranks on her. Well, let me tell you now, mum, it really isn't. <laughs> I think this just happens to you. No, it doesn't. It has happened to my mum. She was doing the ironing one day, so across the hallway from that bedroom. Mm -hmm. And she thought my stepdad was behind her, like, creeping up on her. She turned around and went, ha, I got you. And she saw this black mist disappear. <laughs> so it's not just me. No, but most of the time it is just you. Well, it's the ESP, Ali. It's just well talent. <laughs> then it cares. Something's happened to you. What? When, um... Oh, in your bedroom? No. Oh. The guitar strumming. Oh, it wasn't the guitar. It was guitar. It was the guitar. Yeah. The, oh, Ali's guitar started strumming, like playing like a little tune. And it was in a case. And I was downstairs. Yeah, it wasn't nice. So again, if you think ghosts and poltergeists aren't real. Ali, are we saying they're real? I don't know. Ali doesn't want to believe in them. <laughs> but there is a ghost in Ali's room and then Ali had a sleepover with her friends a while ago. Uh, and one of them was like sleeping on the edge of bed, like, I don't like it, I don't like it. Yeah, she said she <laughs> felt really uneasy yeah. lying there and where she was lying was where I saw this ghost. <laughs> so I don't think Ali's ever going to have any friends here again because uh, it's like the haunted mansion up in here. But not as fun. <laughs> I hate oh, it. I like haunted Hathaway. Is that a Nickelodeon show? Oh god, that was shit. No, it wasn't. So another thing that happened in the pub that I was talking about with my mum before was I was behind the bar one night, and then you can go around around this little corners bookshelf with all these book heavy books on, and they all flew off the shelf. There was me and like three or four other people, and we just were like, "What was that?" Me shaking. God, it's the ghost. It's the ghost. I had to lock up alone that night. I didn't touch the books. I didn't want to go near them in case someone put a curse on me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's scary. So, <clears throat> the reason I'm telling this story is because most poltergeist uh, and ghost things, they always seem to be hoaxes. I think especially when you watch something like Most Haunted. And it's just like Derek Okora, who is now dead, being like, I can Derek feel you. Derek Okora. I can feel you here, Susan. And he just starts doing the, the weird body shakes. That, I don't like that stuff. Oh, but Derek Okora. Ali had a big crush on him. I didn't have a crush on him. I just thought he was a very sweet man. <laughs> she was obsessed with Derek Okora. He was, so, he was so nice. Was he, though? He was so, like, sweet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, wasn't he all like celebrity big brother? Yeah. But yeah, stuff like that, I can't buy into it. Do you know what I mean? It's like too overdramatic. 
What do you think? Oh no, I think if Derek Core had told me there's a ghost here, I'd be like, really, Derek? But you won't believe me. You sure? The thing is, Ali thinks that there's no ghosts in this house, but she's seen them with her own two eyes. I've seen one. And Ali has the best eyesight in the whole house. I've seen one. Yeah, you've seen the man stood by our living room. Yeah. <laughs> and then your brother started crying. Mm. Is there a ghost in here? <laughs> And then my friend keeps telling me, just say hello to them. I was like, I'm not speaking to them. I went into my room once and went, hey, how you doing, What girl? would you do if she popped up and went, hi? I'm like, yeah, hey. <laughs> you wouldn't if how you, you saw doing? her. Oh, Ali also had an imaginary ghost friend as a oh child. So let's just what put that out there. Airline, it was absolutely oh, yeah. terrifying. I think we've told this story before. Uh, I know on... Huh? Airlines here. Oh, um, they mentioned it when I wrote into Weekly Creep. Uh, please go listen to them because they are really good. Um, I mentioned that, and where we lived in our like <clears throat> old flat slash apartment, if you want to be fancy. Apartment. Well, it wasn't we, that fancy. When we lived there, I saw a child ghost that I can still see in my mind now, and I hated it. Hid in the bathroom, then forgot about it. And then when Ali was small, she told me she had the imaginary friend and it was that girl ghost. And you would be standing like around in the house. She would tell you, oh, she's next to you right now, waving at you and all this stuff. And Ali was quite a dark child anyway. <laughs> oh my God, the, like, the Satan doll. Yeah, Ali drew a picture one day in the bathroom of like this really Tim Burton-esque figure that looked... It was all in black. Oh, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about the doll. What doll? Oh, Ali had a doll and she put like a pentagram on its head or something like that. Yeah, like blacked out the eyes and cut all the hair off. Yeah, I found it not too long ago. What do you think that's a sign of? Uh, uh mental health issues. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so... Here are some facts about Poltergeist that no one Palty asked facts. for. Palty facts. So I've only got three facts because what what kind of facts can you have about Poltergeist? Because no one really knows what it is. So I heard someone say, oh, it's just a shift of wind. What, in my house? A shift of wind? In my house. <laughs> so fact number one, no one knows exactly what they are. Some people believe they are formed from unknown energies associated with a person who is dead or alive. I would hope that they are dead. I don't want anyone coming into my house with some kind of poltergeist powers. <laughs> Palty powers. Palty powers. Maybe I'm the poltergeist. Plot twist. <laughs> That's why you've seen so hey, many. Siri, am I a poltergeist? <laughs> oh, he went off. <laughs> Okay, fact number two. Whatever they are, they seem to favour women over men. And women tend to be, women tend to be young adolescents suffering emotional turmoil. <laughs> I, I don't have emotional turmoil. Well, I do. Poltergeist activity has been reported to have been seen by people aged 8 to 78, mainly women. So... There's another 
another one for me my ESP and the last fact many people do believe that emotional stress is the reason people may see poltergeist activity and this theory is called spontaneous recurring psychokinesis which claims that built-up stress can unconsciously project outwards in the form of mental energy but there is very little evidence to support this well there's that thing like if you like assign the have anxieties when you see like a bunch of things oh yeah well that happened to me i can kind of back this one even though there's no evidence um the times where i do mainly see ghosts is maybe when i am a bit more stressed out but i don't it's not in my mind because i know you've seen them and the person who i know who grew up in this house has seen the same ghosts so i know that's not in my mind but yeah you're right it's like when you've got really bad <clears throat> anxiety when it's just getting to the brink of overflowing i see mice <laughs> just made me sound completely nuts but yeah i think that's also a sign of like bipolar um, uh, it can be like an onset of that too i haven't seen anything like that for a couple of years i remember you saw them when we went to manchester yeah me and ali stayed in a hotel and i was like ah oh, what the hell was that it's a mouse and there was nothing there i could be walking down the street and i would just see mice everywhere it's very very weird and i started to think i was really losing my mind until i found out that it was just my anxiety that's nice yeah it's nice i hate mice so i think they're cute no yeah they are mm, no they're so cute yeah they're nice on the tv but no i'd like to hold a mouse i'd like to have a pet rat i had a pet rat a pet rat or just something you found on the floor no it was a real pet rat i came home with it one day on like a with the mole oh the mole a pet mole for two hours pet mole. uh but the rat i went to Wrexham. just gave away our location <laughs> north wales but yeah i went there on saturday with my friends i was like Do you know what i'm gonna spend my money on a rat today so I bought a rat and a cage, took it home. My dad went absolutely insane with me. I'd love a rat. Were it they, was it nice? Yeah, it was really tame. I'd love a but rat. But it chewed all my curtains. My dad went absolutely mental with me. My friend has a gecko. Um, no, thank you. Nothing like that is I don't like lizards. I hate, I hate skinks. <sighs> They're awful. I just... All I want to do, Ali, is get a little dog and live by the sea. We have discussed this. But now I've got the cat. No one's going to take when they move out. I'll take her. I think the only upside of me having more cats would be when I'm older. It would save you money on funeral costs because the cats will just eventually no. eat me. <laughs> and you can make like a human skeleton out of my bones. Just have it hanging here. <laughs> in your study oh I saw this thing Shaking. that I think I want to have in my funeral right oh god so right when I die I want my body to be like flung across the room like <laughs> without any warning for anyone and then I want um breaking free from high school musical to play while I'm being flung around the room do you on this, know that on like a rope and then every, on a everyone rope. yeah and then everyone will look like crap themselves 
but all the doors will be locked so there's no escape. <laughs> It'll just be my body like being flung across the room. But that wouldn't work, would it? Why A, health and safety. B, if you were just being flung around, I imagine like a big fan, <laughs> your body would like rigor mortis would have set in. Your limbs would just start flying <laughs> up anyway. And the rope would probably just tear through you. Uh, okay, but on like think... a harness. On a harness. <laughs> Why don't you just go all out and be flown to like New Zealand and put your dead body on a bungee cord? Oh my god, a yes! Canyon, yes. And then it'll just come back up and it's just your foot. Yeah. The rest of you will be in the creek. Yeah, I want to do, do that. You know... Or I want to be planted as a tree. If anyone wants to know where Ali gets these weird things from, it's not from me. Well. <laughs> well. well. <laughs> it's not going to be from my dad, is it? Well. It's not from me. Uh, should we play a little game before we go? What game? So we covered cults. Did we do the cult last week? David Koresh. Yeah. Who your brother said Koresh. looks like Joe Wicks. No, he looks like my drama teacher. <laughs> oh, well, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you don't. Uh, so, tell me something that is a cult, but isn't a cult. Catholicism. Well, that is a cult, though. Um, keto diet, I'm saying. Keto diet is a cult. Fasting, people that fast. That is a cult. <laughs> Without They're like, oh, cult. yeah. I've been, I've been fasting for this really long time and they look like a corpse. I haven't eaten for three days and, and like, I look like Prince Philip. I can't I can't have that biscuit. I, I can't, <laughs> I'm fasting. Can't have that bourbon. Eat the biscuit and shut the hell up. Uh, what else? Yoga. Yeah. Peloton. Pel- I was going <laughs> to say Peloton. <laughs> Peloton is a cult. Uh, soul cycle cult. Mm-hmm. Oh, what else could we have? There's so many things that's a cult, but not a cult. Wine mums. Oh, Prosecco hands. Yeah. <laughs> Is it gin o'clock yet? Oh, gin? I thought you said gin. Yeah, gin drinkers <laughs> is also a cult. <laughs> I did used to drink gin, but now I'm not really a drinker. My friend drinks gin. She said that, that it makes her a... feel very fancy. Oh, really? Don't they call it mother's ruin because... When you drink gin, you cry a lot, and I can confirm that as factual. Oh, I want to do that. I'll just like let it all out. Absolutely not. Um, no alcohol will be coming into this home. Just to finally like let it all burst. That's out another thing scenes. that's a cult: being sober. <laughs> Veganism sometimes you can be like a the hardcore like a, vegans. You can be a casual vegan. And I don't know. Be a vegan. That's no problem. But if you're telling me that I'm the cause of forest fires because yeah. I might have eaten some Cuban beef for my dinner, then I'm not going to stand for that. What else is a cult? Um, Grey tracksuit wearing people. Chavs. Roadmen. Roadmen are a cult. Roadmen. Roadmen are a cult. <laughs> are they a cult or are they just... Something they must be. That looks like the word cult. They all travel in packs. You never see like one roadmap. They're always in like groups of six. <laughs> Where have you ever seen roadmen? On the daily. Where? 
There's in, none around here. In school, here. there's roadmen. Oh, they are not roadmen. Well, they're not roadmen. They're like, like <clears throat> mini roadmen. They're attention seekers. I don't know why so many people where we live have to speak like they are roadmen, though. Yeah. And they all travel, yeah, they travel in packs. They all have, like, North Face puffer jackets Or those, like, really weird luminous jackets. Like, when the lights are off, you can just see the jackets. Oh, well, that is... You know which one I'm on about? Yeah, they're good for health and safety, though. Yeah, there's those. And they always carry a speaker around with really bad rap playing on it. Grime. I do like a bit of grime, but... No, but it's, like, bad grime. Oh. And they always... Yeah, they always travel with speaker. Always. Yeah. I think don't even think that's roadmen. I think that's just teenagers. Uh, yeah. I do get called a G by the kids I work with. The G probably stands for grumpy idiot. That's <laughs> two words. <laughs> so, enough about roadmen and cults. Uh, thanks for listening to our poltergeist. Tales. This, what was the Enfield Poltergeist? What was the end of my poltergeist? What was the there Enfield is Poltergeist? The Enfield Poltergeist. Yeah, like what was it? It was we just didn't... a hoax. Which one was it? The first time with Janet and Margaret levitating. It was a hoax. Oh. I was waiting for us to talk about the Enfield Poltergeist. I literally spoke about it first. That was the oh. Enfield Poltergeist. See, this is what happens, uh, everyone who's listening. I'm here talking, Ali's on Twitter. No, I was uh. listening. <laughs> I was, was listening. the Enfield Poltergeist. But I didn't know it was the Enfield Poltergeist. Well, just for that, I'm going to play the audio of Bill. No. Come on, listen to Bill. No, I'm not going to listen to Bill. <laughs> so, if you think Poltergeist and Ghost are a hoax, let us know. because uh, Give us a thumbs up. Yeah, give us a... Or a thumbs down if and you don't Point at your screen with the thumbs up. Yeah. Now. Do it now. This is a cult. <laughs> this is a cult. True crime is a cult. Yeah. We're part of a cult now. I've been part of a cult since I was about seven. I probably would end up in a cult, though. I reckon I would have ended up in Branch Davidians. Jesus Christ. Oh, I just think that I would. It's the kind of thing I would walk into blindly with David Koresh <clears throat> and his mullet. But on that note, it's time for us to go ghost hunting yeah i'm venkman ali is egon let's get the proton packs ready and let's look let's look for some ghosts nice the best joke there is ali's scared of ghostbusters (laughs) (laughs) okay it's time for us to go thank you for listening we're all back next week maybe with the bonnie app next week or maybe we'll take another two-week hiatus no you never know. Well, you don't. You don't know. Oh, also, Bernie Sanders and his mittens <gasps> for life. Yes. I am here for it forever. He was just living his best life with his mittens. Oh, I think I think I'm, I'm a bit in love with Bernie Sanders again. Oh, no. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's the mittens. Anyway, it's time for us to go. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.